we are ready to begin this week's Parsha, Parsha's Vayichi. Torah says, right before the end of the 49th chapter, Vayachol Yaakov, with Tzavos is Bonov, Yaakov finished commanding his children, Vayachol Raglov Elamita, he gathered his feet, so to speak, onto the bed, Vayigva, he expired, Vayasef, and he was gathered, Elamot, to his nation. He was gathered to his nation, I'm not sure exactly what that means. Fine. You can see his feet were put in into the bed. He brought his feet into the bed. So Rashi here is bothered by the fact that the Torah doesn't say that Yaakov died. So Rashi says, doesn't say he died, just says he expired. He doesn't say Vayomus, he doesn't say that he died. So Rashi says, He doesn't say that he died. Vom Rabbi Rabbi Seinu, our Rabbi Sei says Rashi, Yaakov in That Yaakov never died, as it says in Tractate Titanus, page 5b. Uh, we've spoken about this at length in the past. Uh, there's a Ramban here that explains exactly what that means, that Yaakov wasn't died. The Gemara asks that they buried him. How could that be possible? Okay, that's the, 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 that's the conversation. So, Usually it says Vayigva Vayomus. Usually the Torah says Vayigva Vayomus. So the text uh, it does not here excludes Yaakov, and other places it doesn't. So the Gemara says that uh, in uh, in uh, Baba Basa 17a, the Gemara says Yitan Rabbanon Rabbis taught Shisha Loshalta and Malachamavis. There are six people that the Malachamavis, that the Angel of Death, literally translated, is uh, they were not. Uh, he did not have sleep over them. He did not rule over them. He did not, uh, uh, what? He didn't have, who are these? These are people, Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, Miriam. These are the people. Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, Miriam. These are the people that the Malach that the angel of death never had access to. So the reason why it doesn't say by Yaakov that he died is because there was no death. The Malach never did his job. That's what the Gemara says. What? Say that they didn't have the Malachamavis death is not the same as they didn't die. In, 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 it's not the same, but it, in this oh, case, it, it, for our purposes, it is the same. It is the, for our purposes, first of all, they didn't die, and second of all, the Malach, if, if they would have died, it wouldn't have been the, uh, the Malachamavis. So Yaakovina, it's all in one thing. It's all one thing. So because the Torah mentions, because the Gemara mentions the Baba Basra, 17a, that Yaakov's death in this week's Parsha, or, uh, or lack thereof, was, uh, was not done by the Malach HaMavis, as it usually is done. Therefore, I thought it would be appropriate for us, perhaps maybe, to uh, get to know the Malach HaMavis, to get to know the angel of death. What is he, and how does he operate? And that's the, the discussion that we will have this evening. So whatever shot you want to say, you want to say that shot he continued to live on through his children. Fine, that's a good shot. His memory, his memory lives on there. That's a good shot. The Ramban does not say that. Adam Mufarshan don't say that. The simple meaning seems to be that uh, he did not die. We've talked, we've talked in the past about uh, in the past about uh, people who have not uh, passed away. This is the uh, this is the discussion. So before we begin this discussion, we need to preface with uh, at least uh, some uh, semblance of uh, of uh, of an introduction, albeit that it's brief. The Derech Hashem, Rabbi Moshe Chaim says in regards to angels, since we're going to talk about angels, 
he says in regards to angels the following thing. He says, in the translation by uh, Rabbi Ari Kaplan, in the in the Derech Hashem, in section one, chapter number five, letter number one, or page seventy-five, he says like this: that there are two different types of entities. There are physical entities, there are spiritual entities. We have we live in a dual universe: the universe that's spiritual and the physical universe also. So he says the spiritual, I uh, quote, the spiritual consists of all entities which are not physical and which cannot be detected by physical means. These in turn are also divided into two categories, souls and transcendental beings. Souls comprised of class of spiritual entities created to be put into physical bodies to be joined strongly by these bodies acting upon them in order to perform various functions in different times. And that's the human being as he's going to explain, which is a combination of both a soul and, and a body. Transcendental beings comprise a class of spiritual entities that are not created to be put into physical bodies. These, in turn, are also divided into two categories. The first category consists of forces, which we call co-hosts, and the second of angels. So there, there are transcendental beings, which are spiritual only, and they are not meant to be joined with the physical at all, and one of those beings are angels. He goes on to explain that the function that angels have is, is that they, they, they affect the transcendence of the spiritual world into a physical reality. The manifestation of the of the of the influence of God that 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 uh, trickles down from the spiritual world into the physical world is the conduit for that are the are these transcendental beings which are angels. The um, uh, he says we also know from tradition this is already page seventy nine, letter number two. We also know from tradition that every physical entity in process is under a charge of some type of angel. These angels have the responsibility of maintaining the natural order as well as bringing about changes according to God's decree. That's the way, the, the, that's what the angels do. Okay? That is what the angels do. And it's important to note that the Derech Hashem points out that we are not able to uh, perceive angels with any of our sensory perception because they are spiritual in nature. As we will discuss later, there's a book written by Rabbi Menashe ben Yisrael. He was, uh, I think he was born in the 1600s. He was born in the 1600s in Portugal. He was a descendant of the Abarbanel. He was the uh, descendant of the Abarbanel, and he was a darshan in Amsterdam. He uh, wrote a book about everything about the spiritual world called the Nishmas Chaim. So, in the Nishmas Chaim, the chapter that we're going to discuss, which is pertinent to our, to our discussion this evening, he says that in regards to the passing away of a person, as we all know, that is that when the shaman leaves the gulf and so the, in the, the, the soul leaves the body, of course we're not, we cannot perceive that. You know, the, and I quote, he says, Ka nefesh babu zakusa v'adamusa, the soul, because of its, uh, its, its, its clear spiritual, spiritual entity, la'etzim ha'shemayim, and its similarity to the essentials of heaven, la'tawar, to its purely lo'sei lo'ebitesim and you're never going to see it, when it departs from the body, it's not perceptible by the human eye. So the angels also, the same way, they're not perceptible. Anything that we're talking about spiritual is based upon Kabbalah, as Rabbi Moshe Chaim says, it's based upon tradition, what we know from the oral law, it is nothing that we can see, or that we can sense in any way whatsoever. Okay? So, that's introduction number one. Introduction number one is, we are talking about tradition. We're not talking about something that we see or hear, or, 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 or can detect in any way. In, that's introduction Introduction number two is what? Didn't Yaakov wrestle with an angel? Yes, Yaakov wrestled. So that's introduction number two. Introduction number two is 
Introduction number two is that there's a there's a machlokis between the Rambam and the Ramban in Parshas Vayera. At the beginning of Parshas Vayera, the uh, the the Torah reports to us that Abraham came in contact with three angels. Rashi uh, learns that they were that they were they were angels. Mamish, that was uh, uh, what Rashi says. Yeah. They later knocked on Lod's door. What? They later knocked on Lod's door. They later knocked on Lod's door. There were three men there. Right. Rashi Lord, that they were angels. That's what he says. So, the Rambam says, and he's quoted in the Rambam's here commentary at the beginning of Parsh Vayera, that, 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 Yaakov, that people cannot see angels. not possible. It's not possible to perceive an angel because it's a spiritual being like we said. Therefore, it must be that the Torah's report of Abraham Avinu, of Abraham Avinu, is, um, must be a prophecy. It must be that Abraham Avinu experienced the prophecy. It's not something that he didn't actually see angels with his own eyes, but through prophetic vision is Abraham saw the angels. He didn't actually see them. That's what the... Uh, so, so the Ramban sharply disagrees with this, and he says, the Ramban's... Um, is uh, v- sharply or vehemently disagrees with this Ramban. He says, Behold, according to his opinions, Rashi Sakhlema being in Lot, came in Lot. We have to say the same thing by Lot also. We have to say that the angels never came to his house. Must be the whole story never happened, says the Ramban. Okay, the whole experience of Abraham and Lot with the angels and the destruction of the city never happened, no prophecy. He never baked for them matzah. He never ate the matzah. Everything was a vision. Never happened. The whole part of my ear never happened. So you have to say, says the Ramban, according to the Rambam's position. Rambam, uh, Maimonides? I don't know. The Rambam, uh, the Rambam is, uh, I, there is I, no, we've discussed this many times also. The Rambam takes a rational approach. The rational approach is that uh, we, don't, we don't see angels. We don't uh, come in contact with them. Um, that's the rational approach that the Rambam is taking. The Ramban says it can't be. The Torah is, the, the rational here comes in, in conflict and is, in, uh, is, is, is a head-on collision with the simple meaning of the text, which says that this happened. There's no other way to understand the Rambam. The Ramban disagrees with the Rambam and says that they appear as people. He says that there's a possibility that uh, whenever the angels are called Anashim, whenever they're called men, and he mentions Marv as an example, that uh, it says by uh, Yaakov and by Yavak Ishimo, that a man fought with him. Right? He says whenever the angels are refer- referred to as men, that is the angels, but they are wearing some type of clothing or some type of, uh, I don't know, uh, cloak or some cover of some sort that's physical that makes them appear to people and they can be able to perceive them. So therefore, Yaakov perceived in the Ramban's, uh, in the Ramban's uh, opinion, he perceived the angel that he fought with, because he was dressed, so to speak, in a certain way where he could see him, and the same thing with Abraham Avinu. But it would come out. It would come out according to the Rambam that Yaakov also did not fight with the angel literally, but it was a prophetic vision that he had, and he never experienced the fight. What do you say, Marvin? He got injured by the angel. He got injured by the angel. So you could say whatever you want to say. You want to say maybe he was injured spiritually, like that. Dashonim want to say that Yaakov represents Golos, he represents the uh, the exile, and Yaakov represents Torah, and that it means that Torah was being was was hurt, and it's always going to need support. So if you have to give more money for the kolel, whatever drasha you want to say, you could say. Yeah, simply put, 
uh, he was injured in a vision, but he wasn't injured without the vision. That's the way you know. That's the way we have to learn. He said the Rambam said after Ramban that according to the Rambam it never happened. What? Why would it be the Torah? It's telling us the prophecy. The Torah tells us many prophecies. The prophecy of Avraham Avinu to teach us about Chesed and to teach us that it's more important to have guests than to than to be Makapni Hashchina and to teach us. That, that, that Abraham was promised that he was a child, and uh, yeah, or the, the angels promised him in a prophetic vision. Oh. It's teaching us many lessons. We have plenty of drushes we can say about this Vayera. That uh, you all come many different commentaries on the Chumash that uh, learn all kinds of different things from the from the Pasha. But uh, according to the Rambam, it never happened. So when we're talking about, so therefore, therefore, this is the second introduction. When we're talking about the Malach Hamavas. If there's an experience with the Malach HaMavis or the angel of death, it's going to be subject to the Machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban on whether we can actually see the Malach HaMavis. Uh, and that we're going, to, uh, we're going to discuss also. So, now, that's the second introduction. Now the third introduction. Or maybe not introduction, or a, a continuation of our class. Who is the Malach HaMavis? Who is the Malach HaMavis? Who is the angel of death? That's our question for this evening. So the Gemara tells us on the page before in Tractor Barbasa, 16a. Huh? He's maybe the guy holding the sickle. We'll see. Let's see what, he, what, he, what the Gemara says. Does he have a name like Raphael Gabriel? The first thing, he has a name. Okay. He does have a name. We'll see what the name is. We'll see what the name is. He has a name. Okay. He has a certain name. His name is not Gabriel, obviously. Right. We're going to get to it. So it says... Like this. The Gemara tells us in Tractor Bar Basra, Rosh Lakish tells us in Tazayin, Am Rosh Lakish, Rosh Lakish said, Hu Satan, Hu Yitzahara, Hu Malach HaMavis. The Satan, was, right, the Yitzahara, the evil incarnation, and the Malach HaMavis are all one person. It's all one angel, one being. It's all the same thing. The Satan who creates tests for people, brings uh, um, suffering and challenges, as we see from the book of Eov, which is the, what the Gemara is discussing, is the Malach HaMavis, the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, which causes us to have desires to uh, encourage us to sin, is the Malach HaMavis. And the angel of death is Malach HaMavis. It's all the same, all the same being. That's the Rashi Parshas. By the not our discussion for this evening. The, the, the Malach HaMavis is appointed on all the... Uh, Good things. That, that's what he is. So that's that's number one. That's what the Malach Hamavis is, the angel of death. The second thing that I, that I like to take out from this Gemara, the Gemara says a line later. I'm Reb Levi. Reb Levi says Satan Penina l'shem Shemaim Niskavim. The Satan and Penina meant l'shem Shemaim. The Gemara says that their their intent is l'shem Shemaim. Their intent is for the sake of heaven. So Penina, who uh, made fun of her co-wife. Uh, that she didn't have children, Penina uh, Chana, she made fun of Chana because she didn't have children. She did it L'shem Shemaim, says the Gemara. She did it for the sake of heaven. Her road to failure was paved with the good intentions. So she, she made fun of her, you know, she went to uh, Last Chance and she bought baby clothing and she said, too bad you don't have anything to buy. Uh, in order to encourage Chana or to 
cause her pain so that she should dive into the Bansham, she should enter her, that she should, be, that she should have children. She had it in Rishim Shemaim, but the Gemara says also the Sutton too. He's Kavan, he's intent with Rishim Shemaim. So for this, uh, maybe, maybe, but the angels, angels have no free choice. Angels don't have free choice, and therefore, the, uh, what? Peanut free choice. So yeah, okay, we can say Drasha on that also. Fine, but, uh, right, but the the, the 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 simple meaning of at least reason the eels is that the angel is as uh, uh, intent l'shem shemaim. In other words, like this: an angel, as we know, as the the, the, the Hashem the Ramchal explains, an angel is a being that is created by the Rabbanu Shalom to be a shliach, to be a messenger for the Rabbanu Shalom's doing, and that angel who is going l'shem is 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 his intent is l'shem shemaim. In other words. He is appointed by the Rabbanu to do his bidding, to carry out what he has for him in store. That is what the Malach HaMavis is. The Malach HaMavis is no more than a tool of the Rabbanu He is a tool of God. He carries out the, uh, you know, there are some people in this world that take out the garbage, some people uh, make teddy bears, and some people have to uh, separate the Neshama from the soul. And the Malach HaMavis uh, got the job. When they were giving out the job, that's the job that he got. And he's in terms of Shem Shemaim. Another example of that we see in Tractate uh, Moikotten. At the end of at the end of Tractate Moikotten, there's many uh, stories here about how uh, many different rabbis died. So here, one story at the end of page 28, uh, the verse is like this: uh, Rabchia. Rabchia, the Malach HaMavis, was not able to, uh, the Gemara says, the Rabchia, the Malach HaMavis, was not able to, to take care of business with him. So one day he uh, knocked on his door and he looked like, uh, he looked like a poor person. He looked like a poor person. Um, so the Rabchia, uh, 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 he, he said to him, can you give me bread? He gave him bread. He gave, Rabchia gave the Malach HaMavis bread. So, uh, the Malach HaMavis said to him, like, Samar lei velav kamerachim mar aniyah, adahu gavro, amay lo kamerachim mar. You have Rachmanis on the poor person. Well, how come you don't have Rachmanis on me? He said. The Malach HaMavis said, you don't have Rachmanis on me. And then he showed him that he's the Malach HaMavis. You don't, you, I'm coming here to do my job. And you don't let me. As he said to Rabbi, no, he wasn't letting him. He, he wasn't letting him. That's the Gemara starts. I don't know how. No elaboration is uh, being okay. put forth here. The Gemara just says that Rabbi did not let him. So the the Malach said the poor person have Rachmanus and Nigiron have Rachmanus. What's the shot? So he so Rabbi gave him his neshama. He says. The neshama he, he gave him his neshama. So you see here that the Malach is just doing it. He's not just doing a job. Don't kill the messenger. Someone to learn that she was gonna die on Shabbos, so she kept uh, he was unable, he was not able to, uh, he was not able to take his neshama, the Ravi passing the Vuyim Megis, because he never stopped learning Torah. So what did the Malach HaMavis do? He went and he, uh, um, Amar, my Avedeh, what should I do? Havilei Bustana, Achoye Beisa, there was a tree 
at the on the back of his house, not so Asamar Khamabi, so Bakhish Bilani, he went and he shook the tree. Nafak Mikzei, Havisalik Bidaga, even his daga Matusei, he distracted David Amelach. When he distracted him that moment he was able to take his Nisham. The Gemara says in Shabbos. Alright. Fine. Um yeah. So we see that the Malachama, who is the Malachamavis? The Malachamavis is an angel who is a messenger of Hashem. Well, Malach means messenger, right? Right. Right. Yeah. We don't have, we don't have, there's nothing, there's not, like the, the, the Derek Hashem explains, there's nothing that's outside of the Rabbonus of Hashem's realm. Hashem creates everything, He's the source of everything. So there's nothing outside of Him. Therefore, the Malach is also the same thing. It's the messenger that carries out His bidding. So the um, is a very interesting uh, example here also in the Yaakut Shimoni Parshas Vayelech, number thirty-one. Yaakut Shimoni here describes how Moshe Rabbeinu died. So Moshe Rabbeinu, as we learned in the Gemara Babasra, is one of those people that the Malach did not couldn't take his neshama. However, the Medrash says that originally the Rabbanu did appoint the Malach to come and take his neshama. He appointed the Malach to take his neshama, but he uh, what? He 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 said. Um, he, he said he, the Malach came to him to take his neshama. His name, by the way, the, and this is how we know this to answer Yehuda's Yehuda's question. The Yaakov Shimoni says that the name of the Malach his name is Samel Hamalach. Samel is Samach Mem Aleph Lamed. Ravu, right? That's his. That's his name. Ravuli, I mean, it's clear from the marriage we don't need Ravuli Magolis, but Ravuli Magolis wrote a sefer called Malachi Elyon, where he goes, he lists in alphabetical order all of the Malachim that exist, Gavriel, Mechoel, Uriel, uh, Samel, whoever it may be, and he he gives all the sources of where these Malachim are mentioned, in Shas, Bab, the Yushalmi, Medrash, Zohar, Akadosh, and what they say about the Malachim Malachim. It's not in English, but he, he, he identifies Samuel as also as the Malachamavis because he says he's the Yitzhak, etc. If you take a look, it's pretty clear from his entry. He's the encyclopedic entry, so he's basically as the encyclopedia of, of angels. That's where uh, my goal is for the safer. Right, so um, it's clear from this medrash also. Um, it, 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 so let's see a little bit of this medrash from the Yalkachimoni. Yalkachimoni is like this. So the Yalkachimoni. Um, so the Samuel Amalek, right? The the term Shiro Samuel is Moshe Avyadeshi Avasamel. Before this, the the angel came. Moshe knew that he was going to come because he's 120. He knew Hashem told him it's, it's going to be time. He knew he's not going to go to Israel. The term Shiro Samuel is Moshe Achzot Zerada Vuchil Kayolayda Vulo Matzapischaimpe. When he saw Moshe, he uh, was dumbfounded. He couldn't speak. The angel. When he saw Moshe, he couldn't speak. He couldn't, Moshe couldn't speak to Moshe Acham and Moshe Osama. Moshe started the conversation with him. That's what happened. So he asked him, what are, you, what are you coming here for? He says, I came here to take your neshama. That's what I came. Uh, so Moshe said, who sent you? So I'm going Misha Barakolam, the one who, who created the whole universe, sent me. I said, the message is telling us that this is the angel, the messenger of Hashem, that Rosh Hashem sent him. And that's the way we said earlier, that it was Rosh Hashem sent him. 
He says, that's very simple. That's not going to happen. You're not going to take my Nisham. Right? That, that, that's not uh, on, on the schedule today. He said, what are you talking about? I take everybody's Nisham. That's my job. That's what I do. He says, uh, he says what you I, I have more strength than everybody else. Moshe said. He said to him, who are you? What strength do you have? I'm Malay, I Ben Amram, I'm the son of uh, Amram Shetasi, Moro Mimehime, I was born with a Nila. Vulonitzach leave the Moro. Ubo Biyom Shinodati, Mutasi Pishonpe, the day that I was born, I was able to speak. Volachti Baragli, I walked on my feet. With Dibarti, I was here, I talked to him, Avivim, I spoke with my parents. Which is a contradiction a little bit. I, if, from the Torah itself, I didn't, I didn't nurse at all. When I was when I was three years old, he's not basi. I had prophecy. I prophesied it in the future. When I was three, I prophesied in the future. I'm going to receive the Torah and I see my. From fire. When I was walking outside, I walked into Paro's. Uh, uh, I walked into Paro's uh, palace. I took the, I took his crown off his head. When I was 80 years old, I see the oysters, the oysters in time, I made miracles in Egypt. And I took out 600,000 men from the ages of 20 to whatever it was. Right, Laini called Mishayim for in the eyes of all the all the Egyptians. Because I am, I split their sea. Leave this gazar and into see this. Moshe Rabbeinu is telling him his resume. Yeah, but I can't. This is my resume. I split the sea. I switched the water that was bitter into sweet. I went up to the heavens. I fought with angels. Like the Gemara says in the, at the end of the Chavez page, uh, I don't know what it is, 88 or 87. I accepted the Torah of fire from the Rabbanish upon him, upon him face to face. I, I talked with him in, in Shemayim and I talked to secrets. So I took Sirah and Rashwan. He went on and he goes on with his whole resume. Right? He goes on with the whole resume. So, Miyad says the says the matters. Samal went and he, he told him, he's not letting me take him. What should I do? He said, go and give me the Nisham of Moshe. Go give me the Nisham of Moshe. Miyad Shal of Chaboy. So now, like Marvin, the angel took out his sword. He took out his sword now. Mitara, from his, uh, from, he took out his sword like this, with Ahmed al-Moshe. Bikitra al-Maisa. And this is a long Maisa. The Malach was unsuccessful. The Baruch HaMaisa had to have him come himself and take the Moshe's Nishama. Uh, the, the, the angel of death was not, uh, was not, uh, um, able to do his job. Too, no? Yeah, that's the way. That's the way Hashem took his Nisham. It's a whole length. The Medrash describes how Moshe died. Right. That's exactly how it happened with him. With a messenger. That's the Bikitzer Hamaisa. But also says that Moshe did his own. I mean, he. I don't know who killed him, but he did his own grave, right? Moshe. I don't know about that. He dug his own grave. I don't, I don't remember that. Maybe Moshe, maybe uh, the Rabbanshwam did it. Uh, the Gemara tells, no, you know what? I think the Rabbanshwam did it because the Gemara says in Tractate Sota, page 14a, 
that the Rabbanu Shalom buried Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? No, the Torah says, by Yippur said the guy, he buried him there. In Gai, he buried Parshish of the Sabracha. The Torah, the Gemara in Sot is telling us that the same way the Rabbanu Shalom buries people, she buried people also. As we mentioned many times before. Okay, Ezra, you have any more questions so far? About the Malach HaMabes? No. What? You listening? Okay. Fine. So it's important to keep in mind, based upon our introduction, that everything that we describe here is obviously not a physical description. It's a spiritual description, but it can only be said in physical terms, so therefore we really don't know what we're talking about when we describe the angel of death, but uh, uh, maybe we get the basic concepts of what we're talking about. So there's this being that is appointed upon the separation of the... Um, this being is, is appointed upon the separation of the body and the soul. It's a killer job. It's a killer job. <laughs> it's a killer job. How, were you, were you, how long were you waiting to say that? I was curious. I was curious. So, um, so is, our discussion is going to focus this evening on the specific question of how does the Malach HaMavis take the Mishama and where does the Malach HaMavis stand? vis-a-vis the deceased or before the deceased when he does it. That's our, that's our question. Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Menashe ben Yisrael, as I mentioned before, in the Nishmas Chaim, talks about, he, he devotes in the Maimer Shani, in the second Maimer, chapter 20, he talks about the Malach is how he actually does the job and where he stands when he does it. That's the, that's the discussion and he, uh, this is what he talks about. I, I, I want to share this with you. Huh? Again, we don't know. This has to be proven for Kabbalah. This has to be proven from oral tradition, because we don't know. No, he, um, we'll see why it's important. It's not really important, but whatever we know, we know. This is only one chapter in the entire book. I mean, he talks about everything he's about to imagine uh, in relation to the, to the other world and the connection between the other world, whatever question you want. And he has questions here about where does the Nishama exactly sit in the body? You know, is it in your fingers, in your head? These type of things. I, I, I didn't, that's not for our, our, our uh, discussion. Right? He talks about uh, all different types of uh, questions, Ghanedin, uh, resurrection, whatever you want. Uh, about this is Nishmas Chaim, this is the soul of life. So this particular chapter talks about the Malachamalis, which is pertinent to our passion. Okay. So the Gemara gets very explicit. The Talmud gets very explicit. This is very clear all over the Talmud. permeator throughout the entire Talmud. One example here, as we will start with, um, is tracked up with the page 20b. The, the Gemara says like this. They say about the Malach HaMavis, Shekulim Moleinaim, he's filled with eyes. His whole being is filled with eyes. Bishas Pitirosli. At the time, at the time that the person is, uh, is, is, is dying, the time this person is, is dying, um, so he stands by his head. The Malachamah stands by the person's head. He has, a, he has a, his sword, is in his hand, the sword that we're talking about that he used for Moshe. And he has a, uh, a, a bitter drop on the sword. There's a bitter drop on the sword. Kevan Shechola Roya also. When the sick person sees him, when the sick person sees him, Mizdazea, he shakes. Uposeach Piv and he opens his mouth. Vizorka Letech Piv and the drop 
goes into his mouth. Mimena from the sword. From, from this drop, mace. From this drop is how the per, uh, person dies. This is the anatomy of death from a spiritual perspective. Mimena matriach, from this causes the decomposition. Umimena, part of Marikos. And from here is where the face turns, uh, gr- uh, the face turns uh, green, so to speak, or uh, whatever, different color. That, that's how it happens. Now, the fact that the Malach HaMavish has eyes, um, Rabbi Menashe ben explains many eyes that means that nobody escapes as we saw in the Medrash nobody escapes the Malach HaMavis Malach HaMavis sees everyone and everyone is subject to the same thing right it's for sure like death and taxes we say death and taxes are things are for sure it's for sure the Malach HaMavis as he said in the Medrash he sees everyone he's connected to everyone but another thing there's two things that we see from this Gemara number one is is that the Malachim always stands at the head of the sick fellow, person, number one. Number two is the Chola sees the Malachim Person who sees the Malachim This has to be according to the Ramban. Unless we say that every single Chola has a prophetic vision, like Abraham Avinu, we have to say, like the Ramban, that the person actually sees, like Abraham Avinu, sees the Malachim right before the day. Well, so there's a reason that they would have a different, that they would be different on your point of death than they were when they were alive, because they're already... Right, but if the eyes can't see, if it's a spiritual thing and the eyes can't see, they can't see. I know, but they're already, they're already on part, going to the other side, you know what I mean? They're separating from the early But this is before. The Gemara is before. The Gemara is before the person is, 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 is dies. Before the person dies, they can see. They can see. So, so, so when they open their eyes and when they look a little bit shaky, that, at that moment is their mamish looking into the Malacham Into the eyes of the Malacham That's what's happening. According to the manish. If you're blind, you're blind. Then maybe you don't see the Malacham I don't know. They, then you have to say, we have to say like Bela. It's a split sack. It doesn't have to. The Malach is not, uh, is not bound by time. Well, no, no, no. <coughs> I don't want to get, get, get to the subject, but uh, you're driving the car and you have an accident, you're not lying flat, though. how could he get ahead? He's at the head, he's not uh, in any physical space. He's at the head of the person. That's where, if you would, if you would look for him, that's where he would be. Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just relating the words of the, of the Chazal. But I, I honestly have no no idea. Yeah, I'm saying just a, a topic of it's a topic of interest. You know, we we're talking about something interesting. That's what the, the question is: whether Malcolm always hangs around for that long, whether he hangs around for that long. So uh, okay, that's uh, that's what we see from this gemara. That's what we see from this gemara. Now, the uh, Rabbi Menashe ben Yisrael asks. He say he quotes a uh, a Zohar that actually takes the position of the Ramban. The Zohar says, don't worry about the fact that you're not supposed to see the Malach because you do see the Malach People see, says the Zohar, the, many people see angels on the street, in front of them. Other people don't see. There's some people, they walk the street, they see an angel. Other people don't see. That's what the Zohar says. It's possible to see the angel, like the Ramban. There's a question of Ruhul Magoyas wrote another work. 
uh, I forget the name of it now, but he has a discussion on whether the Rambam had the Zohar HaKadosh, whether the Rambam had Kabbalah, as whether the Rambam knew uh, mystical teachings. That's a, that's a subject of debate among scholars, whether that is in fact the case. If we would take the position that the Rambam did not have mystical teachings in his possession, then we would have to say that the Rambam did not know the Zohar, and therefore he took the rational approach that the only way you could see an angel is through a prophetic vision. However, the Ramban, the Ramban, who refers to Kabbalah all the time in his commentary on the Torah, definitely had the Zohar HaKadosh, and therefore he knew that it is possible for people to see the angels, and therefore he took the position, according, according to the Zohar HaKadosh, that Abraham Avinu did see angels. Be that as it may, the Zohar takes the Ramban's position and says that people see the Malachim However, the Zohar also says that people, the Malachim is at the time when he comes, He's at the feet of the sick person, not at the head. That's what the Zohar says. He's at the feet. So Rabbi Menashe has two questions. Question number one, he says, is like this. Is that we know the Gemara tells us in Tractate Shabbos. And it is quoted Lahalacha in Yeradeya. It's also the Gemara in Tractate Nadarim. Um... It's just like this. In the in the laws of in Yoradea, Simin Simin Shin Laman Hay, three hundred and thirty five, um, when it talks about the laws of Bikaholim, laws of, of visiting the sick. So in in law number three it says like this which is which is this Gemara in Shabbos on page twelve B. The Gemara says somebody comes to visit a sick person. means that you shouldn't sit on the bed on a bed. Velo al gabi kisa, not on a chair. Velo al gabi one second, one second. Velo al gabi not on a bench. Ela misata v'yoshev lefonav. You should sit in front of the sick person. Shashchina l'malim yashasav, because the shchina, the divine presence, is at the head of the sick person. The Ramor adds that that's only when the sick person is on the ground. But if the sick person is on the bed, then you're allowed to sit on a chair. It's only because if the sick person is on the ground and the shchina is on the ground with the person then you shouldn't be sitting on the chair, you shouldn't be sitting higher than the sick person. But, uh, but, but, but if you're not sitting higher than the sick person, then you are allowed to sit in the chair. But be that as it may, the halacha and the gemara say that the sick person, that the shechina, the divine presence, is by the head of the person. Any sick person? Why? Someone who's dying. Huh? Any sick person? Any sick person. Any sick person. Any sick person, the, uh, the, the shechina is, is at, the, at the top of the head. That's why Rashi says this also in our Pasha. Rashi says this in our Pasha, that it says that the Yishtach Yisrael Rosh Hamita, that Yaakov bowed down at the head of the bed, Rashi says, he turned himself, because Yaakov was sick, Yaakov turned himself towards the Shechina, towards the Rabban Shalom that was there visiting him because he was sick. That's in this week's Pasha, another connection to this week's Pasha. Uh, you hear this? Rabbi Amir? Yeah. So he's, he felt Chapter 47, verse number 31. So when you visit a sick person, you shouldn't sit at the head of the bed. You should sit in front, by, by the feet, because the Rabban Shalom is by the, by the head. What? What do you want to say? Right. 
Maybe, I don't know. You're supposed to actually daven for them when you visit them. I mean, they can give you whatever they want. Maybe they give you a blessing. Why not? It could be. I'm not aware of it right now. You could say, uh, the Gemara says, look, the Gemara says in Tractate Brachos, on page 7a, the bracha of a regular person should not be letting you on certainly a person who is sick and close to the Bosh and the Shekin is there if they give you a bracha. Something that I am understood. Say, this is a person who is laying down, this is the head. You shouldn't sit by here at the level of the You shouldn't head. sit at the head of the level, yeah. That, that's why what the halacha. No, I understand not higher, but why... You should sit in front of the sick person. The Shekin is by his head. So that's sit it. here, so you're in front. Right. In front of the sick person, not by the, not by the head. That's the halacha. So ask the Nishmas Chaim if the Rabbanu Shalom is at the head of the bed, at, at the head. How could the Gemara in Avodah say that the Malach Hamavis is at the head? I, he says, it's not possible, it's not logical to assume that the Rabbanu Shalom would be in the same uh, in the same area with the Malach Hamavis. Granted that we said until now that the Malach Hamavis is the angel of death, but as the Derech Hashem explains, the angel of death Lamai is the angel of death. And the Rabbani Shalom does not associate himself directly with what we call Ra, with what we call evil. And therefore, the Rabbani Shalom would be guilty of association, so to speak, why, why if he would be right next to him at the head of the bed. That's his question. No, I didn't see that. That's the Derech Hashem. The Derech Hashem says, Yeshaya, 25. Death will be erased forever. Hashem will erase death from every face. I know, but it doesn't mean that at this time of our existence that death is bad. Well, of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. You're going back to the... I was just listening to a class by Rabbi Yaakov Weinberg and somebody, my teacher Rabbi Yaakov Weinberg, somebody said to him, you know, it says in the Gemara Brachas, it says, We're supposed to say, The Gemara actually, the Gemara Tainas, I think, on... Page 21a, that Nachamish uh, Gamzu used to say everything is Gamzu Lutaiva. So Yaakov said, yes, it's true we're supposed to Gamzu Lutaiva. But God should help us from the, these, ty- these type of Taivas. God should help us from these things. But Hashem is still appointing the, the Malachim. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the, so the, so the, the, Hashem, the Derech Hashem explains very delicately that that the that Hashem does not, even though the Hashem is the orchestrator of the entire universe, spiritual and physical, but he doesn't associate himself directly with the side that the Malachim also represents, the Yitzhah and the Satan. The Hashem does not associate himself directly with it. So therefore, therefore it's illogical, says the Nishmas Chayim, that the Malach should be in the same place with the Rabboni Shalom at the head of the bed with the, with the sick person. It's not Shayach. Here. That, so he say, that's question number one. Question number two is, he says that the, the, that the, 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 the Zohar that we quoted says that the Malach is at the foot of the bed. But the Gemara that we quoted says that the Malach is at the head of the bed. So where is he? Is he at the foot of the head? Which part is he at? I think they, in one That's his question. Here's the kasha. 
Did you ever think about this kasha mir? Where is the Malacham of it? I don't know what this kasha makes, but... <laughs> right, that's his question. I don't want to find out. But in Mr. Shem, the the Mashiach will come, and I'm not going to find out. You know the mafia people when they would have a hit out on somebody, and then meanwhile they're away in Paris or something, when the hit is happening in New York. That's what it sounds like. But it's ridiculous. If Hashem, Hashem is the one that's orchestrating it, how, how can you say that he's not, he's not there? I mean, it's, he's not associating with the angel of death. I mean, it's really doesn't... This is what we have to study, the Derech Hashem. It's not the topic, it's really not the topic of our class. Okay, you have to really, you hear this, that it's not the topic of our class. Okay, the question is true, but he doesn't associate him directly. Any associate, the Rebosham does not associate directly with the Malcolm. It's, yeah. one, it's one step removed. There are many different levels in the spiritual world through which things trickle down. And the Rebosham is not directly involved in this, even though he is, but he's not, in our perception, directly involved in this. He cannot be associated. The Rebosham does not uh, cause the evil. It's the Malcolm Ovis that causes the evil. At the same time, he can't be independent of Hashem because there's no, you know, we don't, we don't uh, subscribe to that idea like some other religions do. That's not uh, because it, because then you're saying that Hashem is not perfect, and if you're saying that Hashem is not perfect, then he doesn't exist, and then there's no reason. Then you can have Zeus, and you can have Hercules, and you can have whoever you want. Cupid, you can have Cupid also. What? <laughs> yes. Okay, and the. Uh, what do you say about that, Rabbi? I'm kidding. Rabbi Right. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what the Shechina does. I don't know what's on the uh, agenda. I don't know. I don't know. The Shechina is there. You could be misspelled. That's even misspelled. Oh, she would be misspelled. She should get better fortune. She have a fortune later. Okay. Um. So how do we how do we uh, resolve these contradictions? That's our question. How do we resolve these contradictions? So there are he quotes he quotes another Zohar that gives the following resolution. He says that there are basically four categories of people. There are Rishayim, people who are evil. There are Bainanim people who are in between. There are tzaddikim, people who are righteous, and then there are tzaddikim, people who are even more righteous. Rishoyim, evil people, Bainanim, people who are in between, tzaddikim, righteous people, and a higher level of tzaddikim, which we'll see what they're, what they're, what? Yeah. So he says like this. He says, This is another Zohar that he quotes, the Raya Mehemna. By the evil person, by the person who's bad, the attribute of justice, which is... Uh, the Malacha, which is the being carried out by the Malacha Mavis, it is spread for him from his head to his toe at the time of of, uh, of departure. That's what happens to him. The Malacha Mavis is there from the head to the toe. Lebenoni, Malacha Mavis l'ragla yishchina al roishoy. A person in between the Malacha Mavis is at his feet, 
and the Shechina, the Rabban Shalom is at his head. Yeah. yeah. people who are righteous, Shechina Aschar Alei L'chol Gufa. The Shechina envelops their entire body. That's, uh, those are the three. What? No Malach HaMavis. No Malach HaMavis. Now, the difference is like this. And both, the both Sadiqim is the same. What? Both Sadiqim are the same. They're both levels of Sadiqim. No, one Sadiq is, has a Malach HaMavis. And where? By him. At his, at his feet. At his feet. Also. The four levels go like this. The Russia has only the Malach HaMavis. The Benini has the Malach HaMavis in the Rabban Sham, and the Tzadik has also the, the Malach HaMavis in the Rabban Sham. The Tzadik Tzadik has only the Rabban Sham. Those are the four levels. In came Shasti Tiras, and therefore at the time of, of departure, Shihi Harega Mabdu Mechan Misa, this is the, 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 the difference which separates life from death. As Hashem Shai Mershosh Shal Tzadik, then the Rabban Sham, who was at the head of the Tzadik, Hachole, Niftal Vaholachlo, he leaves. The Shechina leaves at the time of death. Kideshi Yisrael of Malach and the Malach moves to the head. Right? Because the Shechina has to leave, says the Nishmas Chaim. Because if the Shechina does not leave, the Malach would not be able to do his job. Sir, if David HaMelech, which we saw in Tractate Shabbos, as long as he was learning Torah, which we call Torah Chayim, the Malach HaMavis was not able to take him away, certainly if the Rabbani Shalom is there, who is the source of all life. Of course the Malach HaMavis can't do his job, so therefore for those two categories, the Malach HaMavis has to, the Rabbani Shalom has to leave at the last second so the Malach HaMavis can do his job. So the Shechina is there of the sick person as long as they're alive, but the second before, the Shechina leaves. And the Malach HaMavis comes to the head. So this is, the, this answers all the questions. The answer all the questions. Question number one was, how could the Rabbani Shalom be at the head and the Malach HaMavis be, and the Malach HaMavis be at the head also? The answer is, no. The Rabbani Shalom is at the head and the Malach HaMavis is at the feet. But it, that's the way it goes. So, so, but when it comes time for the departure, the Rabbani Shalom leaves and the Malach HaMavis moves from the, from the, from the, from the feet to the head, and then the whole of the sick person sees the Malach HaMavis, like we mentioned, and then the process of death, like we described. Right? That's the way. And therefore, what was the second question? The second question was, is that, how do you say that the Malach HaMavis is at the feet and at the head at the same time? The answer is, it depends which time it is. Is it at the time the whole is sick, or is it at the time that the whole is, is not sick? Yeah, you hear this remark. Yeah. What do you say? Nothing to say. What, what, are, you, what are you going to say? What are you, you going to say? What are you going to say? What are you going to say? What can you do? So the um, the question now becomes. Oh, so this is Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu no Malach and also no death, right? No, Yaakov Avinu special, like Laura said, I think, or was it Bela? Like Laura said, that Mal Yaakov maybe not, but Moshe. Moshe, he did die. But the Rabbanshah went and came and took his soul. The Malach HaMavis was not able. He came, but uh, he was not able. So this was, uh, this was the job. Miriam also, the same thing. Miriam also the same thing, right? That's the Gemara Moikotan and the Medrash that we saw. The question now is, right, what's the difference between the Benini and the Tzaddik? 
What's the difference between the Bani Yisrael? They have the same experience. What's the difference between them? Yeah. So, there's two differences between them. First of all, he says, if I get this right, if I remember uh, the Nishmas Chaim correctly, first of all, the Tzaddik sees before he dies, he sees his reward. He sees his reward in the world to come. The Tzaddik sees his reward, even though the Malachim takes him. Secondly, the process of separation is also dependent on what level a person is holding at, like the Gemara says at the end of Moyikot. The process of separation, which you mentioned before, is it could be like um, it could be like taking a hair from a cup of milk, a hair that's floating on the on the milk, on, on, on the milk, or it could be like taking wool that is attached to like a metal um, uh, spikes and pulling the wool from the metal spike. So th- those are the two, that, that's where the Gemara exper- uh, describes the two, ex- the, the, the two possible experiences. The Gemara, at the Mamish at the end of Tractate Moikot, on page uh, 28b, uh, describes it. So this is the difference between the Bainin and the Tzaddik. Each person, when the, the, when the Nishama leaves their gulf, when the Nishama leaves their gulf, it's, 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 not a ple- it's not a pleasant experience, and it depends on how the Nishama leaves. As we said, so, uh, you know, I- I- as far as Jewish exegetical analysis, we said that the more a person gets themselves involved in, in this world, in the physical world, the more they become attached, the more the Nishama gets in- entrenched in the-, in the physicality of their body, the-, the harder it is to pull it out. The more spiritual a person is, the less they're attached to their body, so the, the easier it is, the easier it is for the Nishama to... Uh, to uh, to, uh, to to leave. We mentioned uh, the Meshachachma once. The Meshachachma of Meir Simcha in his commentary on Pesach Zosabrach. If I remember correctly, he said the Torah says about Moshe, the Loyal the cross, and nobody knew where he was buried. Meshachachma says the word Ish there refers to Moshe. Moshe himself did not know where he was buried because Moshe was so spiritual that his Nisham was completely not attached to his body to the point where he didn't need his his Nisham didn't have to come back to the body at all. Was not attached or or, or connected to it in any way. Therefore, he had no idea where he was buried, unlike everybody else who they, they, have, they retain some attachment, and therefore they know where, where, where they are. Okay, these are some of the uh, these are some of the uh, kabbalistic perspectives on uh, the Malachamavis, the, the the identity of the of the angel of death, who is the messenger of the Rebbeinu Shalom, who did not make an appearance, at least as far as Yaakov Avinu in this week's Pasha. Yeah, yeah. A good and shabbos. All right. All right. So,